This is flipping. This is flipping and mashing. Hey everybody, this is Steve. And this is Parnell. This is flipping and mashing. Holy moly. What yeah. is this, episode 19? I don't know. It's, it's either way, this is the post E3 episode. I want to preface that we have already recorded, what, two or three? And they turned out to be not good enough quality to right. post. Yeah. We wanted to give you guys good quality. And in the last couple episodes we recorded, we just didn't feel like we're up to the quality that we want to be up And it wasn't like the quality of the the content. It was the quality of the audio. Uh, our mics. Yeah. We have a new mixer. <laughs> and I learned how to use it after we recorded a few episodes. Exactly. Um. And we actually had like a three-hour phone call with Chris recording the whole time, mm-hmm. and he sounded fantastic. Oh, yeah. He sounded great. And our mics were quiet, mm-hmm. and um, it would have been kind of ear-blasting. Right, because it would have gone from us, which is really quiet, to him, which is really loud, and it goes back and forth. And I could have edited it forever, because like it was a three-hour episode and stuff like that, but it just it wasn't worth it. It wasn't necessary we can just re-record a better episode right here right now yeah so anyways we got a lot of news a lot of news as well as different stuff that you've done just recently you went on an amazing trip down to the twin cities and went to what's the name of the pinball bar oh yeah i went i don't know how i fit this crap in um we went down for a wedding reception Mm -hmm. and then um we brought the family though except the dog were you planning on going to this bar originally no I didn't think you were. So there's a bowling alley at my parents' house, maybe mm-hmm. two miles. And I know they had pinball. Right. See, I that's what it was. I knew you had told me that. Okay, go, go on. Sorry. So I was thinking, I can find 20 minutes to run down there quick and check what they got. Sure. Sure. Um, and I figured, hey, how about um, me and my wife? We'll leave uh, the baby with my grandma, mm-hmm. <laughs> with my grandma, with my mom. Mm-hmm. She loves babies, and sure. uh, we'll uh, we'll ditch the fam. We'll go we'll go on a little quote unquote mini date. Yeah, play some pinball, and um, maybe grab a beer at the uh, local brewery, which uh-huh. is a, again another like mile or two down that from there. Sure. Um, <laughs> but as you know, when you have a little one, things change on the fly so fast. So what happened? Um. The baby was just like super fussy and then we were eating dinner and things got late and all of a sudden it was 10 o'clock and my wife was tired, didn't want to go. And um, my brother-in-law said he would go. Okay. So I picked him up. We jumped down there. We had to fight some dude bros that were wasted playing Big Buck Hunter right next to the games and they were just like standing in front of the pinball machines. Uh Uh-huh. We had like a... Politely excuse ourselves through to the games. Uh-huh. But on the pinball forum, they said they had Ghostbusters. Yes. Aerosmith. Yes. Transformers. I was very excited. Yeah, those all sound like great games. Aerosmith, super fun game. Okay. Transformers, uh, cool theme. It's a fun game. It's kind of one of the games made in the cheaper days of Stern, so it kind of is clunky. Okay. But it's still fun. Sure. And Ghostbusters, uh, I, I own one. Mm-hmm. It's a pro, though. Still fun. Bright game. Colorful. Loved it. Loved sure. the theme. We show up. Different story. Okay. What would they have? The, 
years ago when I went there, they had a Family Guy. Mm-hmm. It's a fun game. I th- I think it's all right. I definitely wouldn't own one, but it's fun enough. Mm-hmm. I walk up, Star Wars Pro, the new one. Okay, that's good, isn't it? No, I. F- oh, you hate it. You fucking hate, hate it. it. Okay, sorry. Go on. Go on. And then a Guardians of the Galaxy. That's got to be good. It's a fun game. It looks good. It looks phenomenal, actually. Visually, to me, because I haven't seen it in person, but on pictures, it looks colorful and super awesome. Very colorful. The artwork is great. And even the shots aren't that bad. Interesting. But, um, well, we can get into it, but the gameplay is... For you, if you walked up to it for your first time, you'd probably find it pretty fun. Uh Uh-huh. But for some reason, the gameplay seems super repetitive. Okay. I think it really has to do with the code of them not really telling you what's going on. Uh Uh-huh. And you feel like you're shooting the same things over and over and over with every mode. Sure. Okay. Well, That's a little different. Like, every every character has its own mode. uh Uh-huh. And so, there's different shots for every character. But for some reason, it just didn't feel good. Okay. So I mean, Metallica is, has the same shots. Right. But for some dumb reason, that game's a blast. Okay. Star Wars, fucking light that game on fire. Oh, really? If th- I was given one for free, I wouldn't even open the damn thing. I would sell it immediately. Hmm. So did you play it this oh, time? Oh, I tried it, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, and this is what confirmed it in your mind. Oh, like, no, no, I is... already hated the game. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've played it before. Uh-huh. Not a fan. Okay. It's... I just looked on the forum quick uh, after playing it, and everybody that well, I don't remember where it was, but they had the same complaints. The drop target bank on the left side of the playfield, halfway up, was partly broken. That didn't help the cause, but man, you'd plunge the ball, it would maybe make the skill shot, mm-hmm. and sometimes it would insta drain, and there was no ball save. Oh, so it's a punishing game as well for for bad reasons. Oh, I understand, but I'm saying yeah. on top of everything else, it's also a punishing game where you, you have no ball save and it drains easy. So now you're just frustrated with the game as well. Yeah, and then um, there's a lot of shots on the game, but there's no meaning behind them. Mm-hmm. There's blinky arrows. Okay. Like at, you know on Metallica? There's a snake you shoot at. Mm-hmm. There's cross you shoot at. Mm-hmm. Sparky. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Wars, it's just super wide open, couple couple items but they don't really mean much hmm. it so there's no visual stuff on the field that makes you think i should be shooting at this death star i should be shooting at this starfighter right now yeah not really i mean they're there right there's a death star and there's a starfighter on that that's a target uh-huh but they don't I, I just don't feel like it draws you in to the game okay oh fuck you know you only in my head, right? You you have a ge- one game, maybe one ball mm-hmm. to to really draw someone in. That's a good point. Because when no, no not yeah, to skip forward, right. you have about one credit to make somebody like this game or not. Because there's no reason for a random person to be coming by to be keeping you know to keep putting in quarters after quarters. Yeah, and not to jump ahead, but we went to Tilt Bar mm-hmm. Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. So that was Friday night. Saturday morning, we went to Tilt so I could um, meet my pinball buddy, and I had some beer for him from up north Mm -hmm. that he wanted to pick up. And um, they have a freaking ton of good games. Sure. Just endless. 
maybe only 20 games, but my gosh, it's all nice titles. Plus, it has an amazing theme and stuff. Right, we'll get into yeah. that in a second. But point. they had a Houdini. Okay. I haven't played that. I played one ball or so at MGC two years ago, so I wanted to play it again. <sighs> I didn't even want to finish my game. Oh, because that's how bad it was. One ball, I was ready to walk away. Wow. Okay. And my wife played it, too. She felt the same. She's like, I don't like this game. Mm. And I want to like it a lot. It's a it's the first game from a new company. But my buddy there even even told me that this was one of the first production line games from Great American Pinball. Mm-hmm. And so it, it plays a little tighter than the newer. They've done a little bit of tweaking to the game since release. And uh, the game, the most common complaint is that the shots are too tight. And... This one is pretty bad. When you say that the, that the shots are too tight, what, are you trying to say like they've they, the items you, on the f- you measure with a ruler and they are too tight for the ball to fit? I mean, the ball will obviously fit, but oh, really? They are just physically. I didn't tight. think that that's what you meant. You mean it's physically impossible sometimes to shoot some of these shots? Well, I mean, and you can right, but it doesn't it's feel extremely difficult. Possible. Sure. So you really are just hitting instead of posts, they have targets. So there's a little bit of give where you actually. You're hitting something to do something, mm-hmm. but it's not like a ramp. You're, you're just bricking shots, pretty much. Mm. Ugh. Yep. Okay. All right. So, so that's a game where, at least on Star Wars, I finished my game. Right. On Houdini, I wanted to walk away hmm. bad. Hmm. But I'll have to play like a new, a new one. Sure. All right. So tell me about tilt bar because i i've never been there and it sounds super amazing so go on uh i hate the location okay well that's a start so what, <laughs> what, what what's this location um so i'm up in staying at the northern suburbs okay on the east side of st paul and tilt is down minneapolis downtown that sounds like a good location <clears throat> monetarily that sounds like a good location oh for foot traffic most likely yeah sure the highway 35 which brings you down to downtown yeah, yeah. is uh has been deleted <laughs> oh that's right that's right the whole entire twin cities right now is under construction i've been hearing about that constantly oh my god yeah and so me uh packed up the fam and we're oh. driving down and all of a sudden i go oh shit this is a bad bad mistake yeah and okay. i use the cool. cars navigation which is out of date sure and also doesn't tell you about traffic, and uh-huh. I should have done Waze or Google Maps or something to kind of reroute me, mm-hmm. maybe a better way. And boom, we hit, not rush hour on a Saturday, but it was busy, and then it goes boop, 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 boop down to a, maybe a lane or two. Oh, my God. And then you're on the opposite side of the highway. There's no exits. No. So you have to drive by the exit that you're... Yep. Four miles past, and uh, then you get off the highway. And then there's a detour back, right? But guess what? It's busy as hell where we exited. Oh, my God. So you wait a couple lights, and then mm-hmm. you can move a little bit, and then you wait a couple lights. And The 20-minute trip that it was supposed to take took us 40. Wow. And then I guess the other thing that bugs me is mostly because we're so used to Duluth. Yeah. Is that there's no parking. They don't have a parking lot for Tilt. Where do you have to, How far away do you have to park? Well, we, we luckily went on a really weird time, right? It was like 12 o'clock on a Saturday. Sure. 12 p.m., so it was lunchtime. We found a spot on the street. Okay. Not, not Not even a block away. But just like a, just one slot we had to parallel park into? Yep. 
which is a hit and miss like that could be full all the time oh yeah if you go down on a saturday any evening mm-hmm. oh g- good luck you got to find one of those tiny little square parking lots like several blocks over like near the metrodome or something like that yeah and it's in a neighborhood well metrodome that so like you could maybe <laughs> a couple blocks within a couple block radius you could find a parking spot mm-hmm. but we're we are now not used to that right duluth is not like that no, oh, yeah, you got parking everywhere. I mean, Canal Park, you might have to find a... But we have no, lots. No, but not, not really, because... Okay, fine. Maybe if you want to be on one side of Canal Park, but oh, in yeah. the anywhere near the middle, there's that massive there's parking There's three parking lot. lots. Yeah. There's parking lots technically all over the place. Yeah. And in Superior, it's even... It's, it's way easier to park. <laughs> Superior, you literally can just slap right up in front of anything. Um, So, we're not used to inner city life. Down. Or traffic. We're not used oh, to traffic yeah, that either. too. And so it's a it's an anxiety. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I, I hear you. <laughs> but luckily, we found a spot, and I even pulled in a lot. And then, of course, a lot is like this is for reserved for XXX people. We will tow you, but twenty four seven is like oh crap, and it's empty. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to take the chance of my car with a baby with us. Sure. Um, and it's a bar. It's a small bar. So you walk in, and it's kind of it's super pinball themed. I mean, it's a pinball bar. They have mm-hmm. a 10-foot bar, 12, 15-foot bar, and it's really cool because on the bar top, under the um, kind of the clear coat, mm-hmm. is pinball play fields lit up from underneath. That's so cool. So, like, all of the spots that would normally be lit up, let's say, on a, on a normal play field, those are also lit up as well, right? Yeah, it looks like they ran a light sure, down like, the whole thing, like and then they, like, covered the holes for the pop bumpers, but they left the inserts on. Mm-hmm. So, they kind of blacked out the big holes that would be covered usually okay. by a device, and they let the inserts, like you were saying, they let those shine through. Nice. It... Oh, my God. I showed my wife, and she was like, that's super cool. And so I was like, what do you think if we did that on our dry bar when our basement's remodeled? Did the I snagged a old play field that was shot, right? Mm-hmm. And we could do that. And she was all about that. How how long of a bar are you planning on making? It's going to be pretty short. Maybe three to four feet wide. Okay. So pretty much a play field, maybe a play field and a half. Nothing maximum, too. maximum two play fields. Oh, t- yeah. Mm-hmm. It would be long. I'd almost You'd almost do like maybe one play field and then just put a buffer on each end. Sure. Um, I, I All I need to fit is like a fridge underneath it and then a cupboard and then a cu- uh, storage of glasses up top. Yeah. That, that that alone is is super cool. So what else do they have going on there? So they had a ton of pinball machines and then they used tokens. So they have like $2 to token. You know, you put a dollar and then tokens. Now, what's the benefit of using tokens? For them, what's the benefit? I was thinking about this because this is kind of one of those things where, you know, we're, we might be routing soon. Right. And so I was thinking, like, why why would you go to tokens? And really, it's you don't have to dick with quarters. And that's a very generic statement. But when you're dealing with actual quarter drop, now you have to deal with people putting Canadian quarters in. Okay. Uh, quarters from different eras weigh and may, might be sized a tad differently. Okay. So, like, the brand new quarters or, the, like, you know, they're per state. Mm-hmm. They look and they feel a little bit thinner or so than the really, you know, quarters from 75. Okay. I guess I didn't realize that, but go on. So, um, certain quarters will, will jam your coin mech more. Sure. 
So when you go to a token, it's always exact same it's size. It's the every same time. damn sure. unit going in. So you can um, configure your coin mech to take that token and only that token, and they they weigh a lot less. So I think you can have the quarter, like a quarter or a nickel, would just drop to the return mm-hmm. immediately. And so there's hopefully there's no lodging. There's no like uh what would you call it like a error like uh getting stuck right sure because when your coin mech is stuck that mech now is not making you money yeah and if you don't catch it people are going to keep sticking money in that one and it's not going to register and they're going to lose money right they're going to be pissed be pissed you 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 throw a bunch of quarters or tokens and it's not doing anything Mm -hmm. but they're but they're still stuck in there yeah uh so it's frustrating but uh also now you don't have to deal with converting quarters to dollars. People put dollars into a machine, mm-hmm. then they put tokens in the games, and when all you do is open your games up, you can either count the tokens or you can um, use the auditing in the pinball game, dump the tokens back in the token machine, take your dollar bills, put them in your cash register. Like there's one less step to convert those to usable cash. Sure. So you don't have to deal with quarters actually ever. No. That, I guess that's a good point. So all you have is dollars, like actual cash and not coins that you're playing with all the time. Like you just slap well, that in your like, cash who, register like, and you're good to go. When you make quarters, on, like mm-hmm. when we go to, when we drop some games at this bar, mm-hmm. we're going to have quarters. Mm-hmm. Well, now I have then to take have those to quarters the, to the bank. Yep, transfer them all over to court dollars. Yeah. And now their change machines may have quarter intake and dollar. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're going to have more people putting dollars in instead of quarters. So there's just one less step to convert to usable cash. Plus, on top of all that, let's say someone throws in 20 bucks and gets a whole bunch of tokens, but doesn't use them all. If there were quarters, he could use those quarters anywhere else. But if they're tokens, he has to come back. And I have tokens in my pocket. See, there you go. Now you have to go back at some point. I have to use them there, yeah. Right. And it's kind of like almost like a constant reminder. Oh, yeah, that's right. I need to go, go back there and spend those tokens. Yeah, and they the the good thing is they maintain their games, mm-hmm. and the owners were big into pinball. So like there was a lot of LEs, Ghostbusters LE, mm. Iron Maiden LE. So he's got the top of the line stuff every single time. Yep, he had a. There was a Star Wars LE, and I don't remember if it was Star Wars LE or Premium, but LE for those who don't know is limited edition. Yeah, and they're numbered. Yeah, I think. Well, I don't remember, but like for instance, if they made a new game, they're gonna be like you know five hundred LEs, and they have. Like Iron Maiden got a nice rounded package of non-glare glass, shaker motor, and all the kind of the goodies. Right. Where the old LEs, they didn't. They just kind of gave you a perk of a of a nameplate with a number, and you had the same game as a premium. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe different artwork. Mm-hmm. And now they're making. They're finally, I think, drawing the line and saying, "Oh, we're two grand over a premium price. We should probably throw in some stuff." Mm-hmm. So, I got to play Iron Maiden. Is this the first time you've ever played Iron Maiden? Oh, yes. Okay. And how was it? Because we've been ho- we've been talking hype about this game for a while, but we've actually never laid hands on it. Yeah. And? I still don't like the music. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> the game is fucking amazing. That's cool. Very good. Very good. The artwork, superb. Hmm. It... It reminds me of a Metallica or Aerosmith, right? Sure. Just really nice artwork. Really draws you into the game. All the stuff on the play field is just 
it immerses you into the game. Sure. Which, like I said, was missing from Star Wars. Okay. You can't just put a couple toys on a play field and expect you to like be in the game, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you, when you, um, when the artwork of the play field and the plastics and the cabinet and the toys on the game create a almost like Lego world where you are, when you play it, you don't remember you're playing a pinball machine. You're just like in this kind of zone environment. of this environment. Sure. That's when you know you did it right or they did it right. Um, the shots are so cool in that game. I will say I couldn't hear the music very well, so that probably helped a lot. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, but man, the shots were good. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Um, was there in their bar uh, Pirates of the Caribbean game? Not no. Okay. New or old? Okay. Is that new Pirates it. of the Caribbean game out yet? On test locations only, so okay. maybe two or three in the U.S. Okay, Chicago so for sure. If if they were to pick a, a place in Minnesota, it probably would be Tilt Bar, right? Mm. I mean, who else is bigger than than Tilt Bar? What's the big one at at uh, Mall of America? In Mall of America, mm-hmm. I have no idea which. They had a launch about. party there. I have no idea what you're talking about. I, I didn't know. I know that there is several arcades there. Okay, one of them is now going to host a bunch of pinball stuff. Okay, there's Blaine Brook and Blaine with like twenty five plus games. Uh huh. Now they're not all super maintained, but they're pretty good. Mm-hmm. There's SS Billiards in Blaine near Blaine Brook. It's south though, kind of by Minneapolis, and uh, that's Lloyd. He has a bunch of games. Nice location. It's kind of out of the way of you. Most people have to drive there. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a Jersey Jack guy, so he actually might have a Pirates because he does tech support for them. Oh, really? Okay. So he has Wizard of Oz. He probably does have one in. if he's a tech support guy. And if he, if he doesn't have one now, he'll have one soon. Sure. He will have one. He also does tech support for um, Medieval Madness, those guys, mm-hmm. Chicago Coin. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple other big ones down there, and I'm blanking on them. Mortimer's. That's where I went to the Star Trek launch party and I uh, got like fifth place before finals. That was weird. Okay. Um, they have a ton of games, or did. And then uh, there might be a couple more. But yeah, there's all these little bars now are popping up with games. There's also one where there's like um, pinball machines and mini golf. Can Can? Maybe. But see, like, or so. Or two and a half hours from... Exactly. If I was in the cities, it'd be totally different. I'd be able to go to all these different bars. I'm not going to drive two and a half hours on a regular basis to check any of these places out. And I've been in talking to, like, John Junt. He's one of the pro players. He lives down in the cities. Mm-hmm. Oh, S, uh, Eastside Pinball moved from Sun Sunray Lanes near Wood uh, Maplewood, moved over to kind of by Arden Hills at the mermaid mm-hmm. they move their location so they have a handful of games too and that's by my parents house too so i can 15 minutes pop over there mm-hmm. um, but i've talked to john junt a bunch and it's just like oh yeah come on down and we have the, it's like what uh, a tournament like a ifpa based tournament so you get your your international pinball like your points so your world ranking it's like almost a, it's almost an all day or six hour event. You know, you go to the, you start the tournament. Sure, it's start, a, it's a big ordeal. It's nothing like you pop it in and out of it. Yeah, they might start at two o'clock, but then at four o'clock is when it gets 
like you can practice from two to four then from four to six is to you know you mm-hmm. you play and get put in a bracket mm-hmm. and then from like six to ten is finals and then there's like this final and then by 11 or other cash prizes yeah sometimes there's cash or just translates or prizes okay. that are donated prizes in general they, they will have okay. yeah but i mean it's competitive as hell down there right and see that's something that uh wouldn't even be worth my time to even jump in on it'd be fun to go and be fun to watch some of this stuff but I'm not good enough to enter into a tournament. Like I, I well, you could enter. Okay, good point. I could enter, but it'd be probably just me wasting money at that point. And, and then you'll because it costs money to enter these, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I think it's a little bit, and then um. You usually, I'll try to go to a launch party, which also has a tournament of that new game. Okay. So I went to Ghostbusters launch party, and that was at Surly Brewing. So we got to hang out at the brewery and play Ghostbusters. Ernie Hudson came. A bunch of the Ghostbuster reenactor people from the cities came with the car, and they're all suited up. Very cool. I mean, they made it a big ordeal. Sure. Um, but I was in on the game too, so I was all excited. Yeah, that's ex- that. Well, yeah, it sounds exciting. It's um, it's I'm hard gonna, not. I'm gonna crack open this beer because oh. I need it right now. What are you drinking, Steve? This here's ju- this just a Bud Light. That's all it is. Where's that? Where's that brood? Well, <laughs> is it in the Rocky Mountains of Colorado? It's it's brewed by a guy named Bud <laughs> down, <laughs> down at uh, Anheuser Busch Gardens. Is Bud Light like his son? Did, did his son make that beer? No, that, that's Bud Junior. <laughs> I have a Laguanitas Sumpin Easy Ale. I don't know where my coworker gave me this. Uh, this is brewed, to be honest. Like I know it's they have Busch Gardens down in what Florida. Yeah, Florida. Yeah, but is that the same company? <laughs> it is 100% the same company. I just don't know how or where this is. This is an IPA for sure. Or at least it has a hop like an like a ale, like a pale ale. Your can's a hell of a lot cooler than looking at mine. That's yeah, it looks sure. like a beach with a dog mm-hmm. on it. That's pretty bomb. All right. Now I feel um, better. Um, I would, if, if we could get tournaments, IFPA tournaments up here either in superior duluth sure we could totally be i don't even care that i'm not good i just want to be able to have them well for for starters if it was in duluth there's a whole there's a lot less competition so (laughs) so we wouldn't have to be uh that amazing to just at least be in the fray of everything uh and nonetheless if we were hosting it it'd be exciting just to be hosting it having people all showing up yeah it'd be it'd be blast it's a lot of work, though. I've been even running a little league like ours. Mm-hmm. I forget to put time aside to even like set brackets up and remind people to come mm-hmm. and all this stuff until the night of. And then it's like I'm rushing around trying to get my kid picked up and the dog let out and then running down here and yeah. getting everything set for everybody. And people just show up and they're late and they don't, they're not as dedicated because we don't have like a like a pay system where you like show up and it's five bucks to get in. Right. And I've been kind of bugging some people about doing, um, every night would be its own little mini tournament. So you'd show up, you put five bucks in. I think Chris had this idea. I'm down for this, by the way, for, for this idea. So, so then you, you do a bracket style and then someone walks away with cash that night. And I think, I think everyone in our group is honestly down for this. Has anyone been against it that you know? of? No, but I haven't, 
really Pushed projected it. it to everybody. And maybe I need to talk to everybody individually just so they're not in the group. But the hard part we have is we have potentially, what, six people that show up, that can show up. Consistently, yeah. And then all of a sudden, like Kevin, for instance, he'll come for 10 minutes or he'll, he won't show up and he won't tell me until he just shows up. Right. But if he had $5 on the line... And he, or how about this? If he knew he had a chance to win, what would that be? Five times six. 30. 30. If he had the opportunity to win 30 bucks every single time, he'd probably show up. I know it's only 30 bucks, but it's 30 bucks he didn't have a moment ago. And yeah, and he's actually pretty good at pinball. Exciting. Yeah, I mean, he is. Me, him, and Dan had like some battles. I mean, he's beat us several times. He, he's good. But no one, and everybody should know by now, it's Thursday night at 7 every week. Well, they know. Unless I cancel it. Oh, it's not that they don't know. They know. But they, that they're putting priorities. They they don't make it a priority right. out of their normal right. life. So, like, Kevin will ha- He just wants to go do other things because mm-hmm. he's not having fun. But when you make it a little more competitive, because it's been so just plain fun. Like, you, we mm-hmm. just show up and play whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, it, I, People get more in it. Right. And that's that, in general, has kind of been me with gaming as a whole. Like, uh, my brother... He wants to, him and his uh, wife have gotten really big into streaming. And she's actually got a lot of followers now. We should kind of actually probably bring her on for an interview as our local uh, gaming or gaming goddess. Yeah, sure. But uh, she, she does have a following that's growing as well as a huge Twitter following that's also growing. And she started this not that long ago. She's doing gangbusters. It's really good. And uh, she... And he are streaming a lot, and they invite me quite often to play either Destiny or Sea of Thieves or any other Xbox game out there right now. And uh, I know every night that they're playing. Oh, I get the little notification. I right. have them on Mixer, so like, mm-hmm, same. I here. get emailed and text. Hey, he's starting. Uh, whatever. Yeah, is starting to stream. Yeah, like, Muriel uh, Bain or Umli have uh, started, and I. I want to play with them. I do. And every now and then I'll flick on Mixer to actually just watch them. I like, almost contribute like a viewer. But uh, I just don't have the time half the time. And I think that might be with some of these people's like, yeah, I get it. It's Thursday night. It's at 7. I know. But I just I can't make it for this reason or that reason. It's hard too because you you know that it's Thursday at 7. Mm-hmm. But you also don't like – keep your eye on the watch sure it's just all of a sudden it sneaks up on you all of a sudden you're going oh it's 6 30 i i'd have to leave to make league right well i mean, need to finish this project up or i need to leave work or whatever mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. i have a hard time getting out of work early like a couple minutes early so i can go get my house stuff done the family stuff done so i can be back to work yeah to open the doors up and get people going yeah however this last week we did a. I think we'll do this again. We did a split night where we we started at the Rex. Yeah, I actually this was one of the most fun nights that we've done this so far, and that was uh, splitting it. I thought was so much more exciting because you start out at the Rex, you got a totally different environment. You're at a bar, um, so some people were, were drinking there. And you got different games that we have here. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the office and then we left there and it was almost kind of like a, a an event then because then we're leaving this place and we're going over to <laughs> it felt like really like a like i don't know like a party like a bachelor's party or something sure and there was there was a woman there but like 
Just to, you kind of, you're bar hopping. Yeah. We hop to the work bar. <laughs> exactly. And if you didn't want to spend a lot of money on the machines that were at the Rex, now you get to come to the office and they're all free. And there's plus there's more and we can change our own music. So it's our own environment. But it made our office feel more exciting because we came from a place that's supposed to be exciting. Then we came to our uh, office and it was more exciting. Whereas I feel like when we just start here, yeah, it's cool, but it doesn't feel as nice unless you have something to compare it to. And like, oh wow, all these are free, and we can have we can play our own music. And I don't know, it just oh plus we had all of our own booze, so we don't have to pay the you know them booze. We can it's all free, so it was, it was pretty fun. Yeah, and I needed to bring that that I kind of made an invoice or like paperwork for all the work I have done on Black Knight, and I left that Dark Knight. <laughs> Speaking of which, that's something new that we need to talk about as well, but go on. Batman Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Black Knight. Dark Knight? Dark Knight. Dark Knight. The Dark oh Knight. my God. <laughs> so I, I had like paperwork that explained. I, I, I wrote out the date and what was done. So the date I, I, I came in and we saw it, what condition it was in, and then I had work that I had done to it. So, you know, cleaning playfield, adjusting switches, resoldering the switch. And then uh, I had to order some new parts. I had listed the parts. And then I listed more fixes after those parts with dates. And then I also had suggestions on what to make better. So LED kit from Cointaker with a quote on how much that would be. I also had the quote for the $20 for the new ROM Okay. with the movie sound. Right. Um, the light version is installed currently. I can't tell the difference. I thought I would tell the difference, and I haven't noticed either. So, And I can't tell if that's because it's so well integrated or if it's because I'm just not familiar with the game, and so I don't know what was changed. I think it's both. Because some of the callouts, I think, are from the movie, but then I'm going, no, that doesn't sound familiar. But right. I also haven't seen the movie since. And I, th- I really think it's all three of those. I think it's – we haven't seen the movie in a while, so we don't – readily recognize their voices that we have we don't play you know dark knight that often and uh it maybe is integrated really well so it all to me i didn't even notice that you had put in the new stuff until you said it and i was like oh okay and i was trying to listen for it i was like i i don't know what's different or, or what's not different I don't know. um so i wanted to check on the game mm-hmm. uh, i know the week after i fixed the back box back box light I came back and it was off again. I'm going, oh, son of a bitch. Right. And I popped it open and one of the wire nuts, the wire had just come loose. So I redid the wire nut and uh, that fixed it. And that was that. So the game is currently working great. Um, I'll probably have to stop in and check with the owner to see if I can get paid for all the parts <laughs> that I bought. But I'm not really worried about it. I, and he wasn't there. I left it with his son, who was bartending. Oh, is that who that was? Okay. Yeah. So, I, the hard part is uh, the owner doesn't stay, you know, late. So, I'd have to go. He, I think the bar opens at 4. Mm-hmm. I'll have to go kind of at 4 or 5 on the way home from work one time and mm-hmm. have a little chat. Because we, speaking of, you had talked about Black Knight. Yes. What happened, Steve? So... We went out to, well, you purchased a, a used, obviously, it's going to be used no matter what, it's an old old machine, uh, Black Knight, we went out to a farmhouse, a gentleman had it out there, and it is in great condition, except for the fact that it doesn't work. 
Um, but uh, it actually looks good. It looks clean. It looks nice. It was a lot better than I expected it to be, that's for sure, especially since uh, a gentleman out at this old farmhouse had it. I thought that it was going to be all, which is stupid, but for some reason I thought it was just going to be like, you know, completely dust covered. Chicken poop on it. Yeah, which is... <laughs> I shouldn't have thought that because he's not going to have it in his chicken coop or something like that. But for some reason, my, mentally, I was just thinking that that's how it was going to look. But no, it was clean. It was super nice. This was one of the rare Craigslist finds um, that worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happened was I was I have my little Craigslist app thing going, and I'm, I check Craigslist. I don't know if it was at night or at work. Oh, it was at night because I was at home. Mm-hmm. And I see a game, Black Knight listed in Duluth or Superior right. and it was one is it was set at a price where I was like this is a deal but it's not like I won the lottery right and I'm going I personally don't like the noise on the game so I've never played it sure cuz I got offered to buy one as my second game mm-hmm. and uh to, I played the the virtual pin version and I was like fuck this game this is annoying mm-hmm. but I was into DMD games right I wanted ramps and all sorts of fun crap right so I passed on it Mm-hmm. I played it again in the pinball arcade and I watched a how-to play on YouTube and I was going, wow, there's a, there's a lot to this game. It's hard. It, it's, got, it's got some neat stuff. So I shot him a message because what, what's the worst case? I go look at it and say no. Right. That's fine. So I fire him off a message. I don't know what night it was. Maybe Friday night or something. Mm-hmm. Well, I think he replied that night, but an hour or so later, it was like 11 o'clock and he's like, yep. I said, hey, uh, I immediately replied back via email. Let me know when the soonest time I can come look at it is. And he got back to me the next day and he said, oh, Wednesday. And I'm thinking in my head, oh, it's going to sell before that. Someone's going to make some. Here's how Craigslist usually works. I knew that it was going to sell before that. I just knew it. So I thought it wasn't even worth bringing up to you again. Because I. You were like, can you have the day off on Wednesday? And I was thinking, there's no way it's going to be available by Wednesday. But go on. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking, awesome. Because how it works in the cities is someone will post a game for a good price. And you'll get, you know, 20 people just pounding the crap on your email or phone. And then some jackass goes, I'll I'll pay you 100 bucks more than what you want. Right. But then they show up and then they offer less because, you know, they'll they'll negotiate you down Mm -hmm. because of some stupid condition. Mm Mm-hmm. And I just said, sounds good. He, you know, he said Wednesday between four and five or five and six. And I said, sounds good. I will talk to you soon. And I left it at that. So I think Wednesday morning came and I emailed them kind of like, hey, uh, I'm still good for five o'clock. Where do you live? And he just said, hey, sounds good. <laughs> the, the best responses ever are just like that. Yeah. Or... Which one do you want to have? This or this? Yes. <laughs> and so, at least by that response, I knew the game was still there. Sure. Which was mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up. I have. I'm a little nerd, so I'm. Uh, I get anxiety calling people. Uh, but I ended up just. I finally just dug up the courage. I called him. Super nice guy. He kind of. He gave me directions, and he said it was still available. We swung out there. Which wasn't too far out of town. And um, I, while we were looking at the game, yeah, it's in pretty good shape. He said that the game has been in storage for the last 20 years or something, which makes sense. The, the play field has 
somewhere and there's some plastics with a little bit of warping from the lights. It was routed for sure at one point, but in the back box, back glass has some flaking. Just minor, very minor, but the game in and of itself is pretty much original. Really nice condition for the age because it's, what, 30-some years old? Yeah. Um, I would rather not have... Ha- I'd rather have the boards being bad with no hacks than having hacks done that make the board... Like, kind of like Baywatch, right? Mm-hmm. Baywatch got hacked up. And so now my board guy has to do more work to bring it back to factory spec. Right. Um, I talked to him before this because I was under the assumption it wasn't going to work mm-hmm. and that there would be battery acid damage. Mm-hmm. This, the System 7 is kind of a weird era, and the boards are a little funky with their connectors, especially like the MPU to the driver board. There's like this 25-pin huge connector where the boards plug to each other, mm-hmm. and it's near the batteries. So if the batteries leak, good luck. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we opened her up and holy moly, it was pretty clean. Yeah, the the whole the whole machine was in great condition, and uh, I I wiped my finger on just the playfield just to see how much dirt would come off. Cause on the dark night, over at the Rex Bar, you ran your finger on that, and it looked like it was hidden in a coal mine for the last twenty years. Uh, whereas this one, I wiped my finger on it, and nothing. So I was surprised. Yeah, there's a lot of those, those little dark swirls in the playfield, and a lot of those, I I don't want to go too deep into the paint to take out. You're saying the condition of the paint itself. Yeah, the playfield. Right. It's cracking um, and so. Yeah, I'll just, I'll clean it, but I'm not going with like a magic eraser to go too deep, because I don't want to take paint up. I'm going to stay away from that. There, There's a cool product called Hardtop, where you sand the playfield completely bare, no more paint. It's all just wood. And this hardtop is like a 0.4 thick millimeter. Uh, almost like um, laminate, like a hard plastic. I thought you'd j- go on. And it, it has the, the playfield print, like a vinyl sticker almost on the backside. And then on the top side is almost like a gel clear coat. Okay. But it's hard. You lay it down. It sticks. It's like a 3M stick. So it's pretty permanent so you sand the play field clean it you lay this down it's stuck on it looks mint now obviously every play field is a tad different like um the screw holes for a certain post will be just a tad off so you sure. might have to like re- re-drill or gap a certain hole to make sure that, that your post fits but for the most part it's pretty spot on but it sounds like you're not going to do this though no, this play field is in way too good a condition to sand it. Sure. Um, if I want, here's the hard part too: is this is going into the bar to go on route. Mm-hmm. Why would I why spend would I a whole that? bunch of money yep. on it when it's three hundred bucks be, for the, the hell? Top. Anyways, yeah, yeah. If I was going to keep the game in my collection, I would go get blown out play fields because mm-hmm. it's two play field game. I'd go find a blown out set, sand it, hard top it, keep it until I brought it home, swap it. Sure. Um, cabinet's in really good shape. Yeah, I don't, I'm excited. The boards are getting shipped out. They're getting shipped. Uh, Baywatch has just got back Friday. My board guy called. Which is exciting that this game's finally going to actually be able to start playing yep. again. My board guy called a few weeks ago and was like, hey, um, do you have these connectors? Because they had cut a bunch of harnesses mm-hmm. and done these weird 
uh, Europe has different spices than the U.S., so they had these kind of weird spices. And I said, okay, well, here's some pictures. Here's the spices I have. He goes, okay, everything looks like it's going to fit. I'm bringing this back to factory spec. The 5-volt was completely shot. Mm. Um, he refurbed that. Uh, and then I, I talked to him about the, the System 7 board set from Black Knight. He said, check on these things, ba ba ba, like battery corrosion, make sure the boards work. Um, the display board, there's a display controller that runs the displays. Sure. If that's shot, it's not even worth fixing. Just go get new displays. But the rest of the boards, ship them out. Because if they haven't been touched, they're 30-some years out of spec, mm-hmm. which understandable. So I'll get those boards bulletproofed. We'll drop them back in. And then while they're out, we'll clean the game. We'll clean the parts, put new rubbers on. I also ordered an LED kit from Cointaker. So the top-of-line kit. It'll look really good. Very cool. But that was a cool find. It was a very cool oh, find. Oh, and the whole thing about Craigslist, I asked the guy, I was like, so did you get a bunch of people hitting you up? He goes, oh, yeah, there's like, there was 12 people after you chomping at the bit from the Twin Cities. And he didn't move on them? No. That's the thing. That, that's was when he you like honor-bound or something? Was it what? Was he like honor-bound or something? Yeah. Okay. He was a, he was a, a good seller. He He went, I don't know if... He knew I was local because I kind of huh. set him in Duluth, but he held it for for us or me to come see first. And interesting. And you brought your kids. Yeah, you, you had a little daddy daycare going, so you you picked him up, and then we we all came out together. And it was cool, actually, to be honest, because uh, then when Easton he came he came out with us. Uh, he, this gentleman who owned the farmhouse, he also had some kids, and they wanted to show Easton. Uh, all their chickens and dogs and they had a lot of animals out there and he was just having a blast hanging out with them so that was cool that was like a whole side adventure that he got to enjoy because he's never been out to a farm yet uh so yeah he got to uh not pick eggs but what is it called collect yeah i guess just collect like sonic yeah just getting coins (laughs) yes yeah so he got to just help them collect the eggs and uh we got to bring some home we fried them up a couple days later oh you did yeah were mm-hmm. they? Did you, could you taste a difference? No, they're just oh, eggs. Damn it! No, I couldn't. I taste feel like you can because they're free. Yeah, maybe free. And case. also because they're brown, so they they should taste different. But they don't. They're just eggs to me. At least I'll tell you what, I didn't taste a difference. Maybe some egg connoisseur would be able to tell you exactly the difference in between them. But no, I. <laughs> <laughs> to me, they were just eggs. Yeah. Well, free eggs are better than paid eggs. That's for sure. We're gonna wrap it up here. Or what we're gonna say? Something? Yeah. We need a giant recap of all the episodes that we've recorded and can't use, and we're going to talk about E3, we're going to talk about some games, video games. I have exciting news for my whole Nintendo Switch stuff I added oh, to my Nintendo Switch snaps. collection. Yeah, I got we got a bunch of stuff we're going to record so here that's in the next coming couple up. days. Yeah. We're going to have to kind of set aside an evening and just do the same thing we did with Chris that first night. Or just bang these out like night day after day. We need to call Chris again and get a redo that episode because <laughs> we need to redo the episode and just make it a lot less ranting. It was just a lot of ranting and bunny trails. We had no idea where we were going with that. Really, episode. Chris was just trying to keep us awake. He was while he was working. He was messing with us the entire time, <laughs> just pushing us around. Like, and we were what like, time did we leave? Puns. Like one or two a.m. Yeah, on a weeknight. It, it was a little insane. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a lot insane actually. He just kept us. Kept us around because he would, he knew how to like we'd be almost done with the conversation. He then he'd poke us again, poke, and then we'd he, go off on some other rant. Yeah. And yeah, he was what good. a jerk. I even called him out on it. and He I laughed. Know. <laughs> I know. 
Um, so this is going to be our little uh, foray back into our podcasting time frame. Mm-hmm. Life is complicated. Man, does that get in the way? We should just quit life, right? Just just podcast oh, only? Oh, this would be the best. Yeah? Yep. Yep. We need to start getting <laughs> some sponsors here, though. This is all we have to do. All right. But let's wrap it up here for today. We'll get back to you very yeah. soon. So this might be a double week. Mm-hmm. That would be kind of exciting. I miss doing this. This is fun. I love it. I love podcasting. But let's just plug one more thing. Let's, let's plug in the fact that you can follow us on our Facebook. You can communicate with us on our Facebook. Leave us messages. We love hearing from you guys. Also, we have our own uh, Twitters. You can follow Parnell, uh, tw- well, Parnell Lutz on Twitter or just, I guess I'm Ortofet on uh, on Twitter. It's on our pod bean yeah. site right if you go to our, our pod bean site just search for flipping mashing you'll find us on there you can find all of our episodes on there as well as our twitter accounts and our facebook accounts oh steve i forgot to tell you what's up did you know that we got accepted to spotify shut your fucking <laughs> mouth <laughs> yeah buddy. are you serious we're on there that um, blows us up that's huge they're having um i don't know if it's spotify or Podbean. they're having a hard time with all the traffic we we are on it we're connected. I already uh-huh. checked, but they're having um, issues getting everybody up so fast. So it might not work just now. That's fine. But it should. They said within a few days we That's should. That's incredible. Be. That's great. I searched quick and I didn't see it, but we're in. I've, I've been wanting to try to get us on Spotify for a while, and the fact that we we're able to finally get into that market and onto that platform—that's exciting. That's yeah. super exciting. Oh, I'm, I was pumped. I was—I couldn't wait to tell you. I forgot to tell you in the beginning. I'm gonna unsubscribe from Amazon Music and resubscribe to uh, Spotify just for this reason. <laughs> <laughs> this is exciting. Oh, that's awesome. Very, very cool. Cheers. All right, everybody. We will talk to you guys later. Bye, bye, bye.